boom. What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where two friends talk about one good album for a good amount of time. But today we got a special episode. We have two, I was going to say customer. We got two <laughs> fan customer submissions Yes. Uh, to our little deli of musical meats. Now we know how you see our listeners as yeah, customers. Well, <laughs> like money just like money and like things all we see is transactions we're trying to get the bag i just see the fucking cash ins and cash outs. i know I, I know you i see uh, you brit we're gonna be talking about these two albums i as always am you're one of two co-hosts brett fruit flavor edible hand hand hmm. join with me as always lucas Chocolate flavored edible. I was really hoping you go with chocolate. What up? <laughs> uh, we got. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. <laughs> We're gonna be talking so, about two records today, Brett Jamin. What do we got on the chopping block today, Lucas? First, we're going to be talking about a Bay Area, I believe, rapper called Mozzie. His album Beyond Bulletproof that was uh, recommended to us by uh, Damon Garcia. So thank you to Damien Garcia. He commented on one of our one of our reviews on YouTube, and he said that we should listen to Mozzie. So we're doing that now for you, dude. And then after that, we're going to talk about uh, a band called Aesthetic Perfection. Um, thank you to Ras or Ross for uh, recommending that one too. So yeah, man, first one's up. Mozzie's Beyond Bulletproof. Uh, I personally had never. To... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, I need to get my. Oh, my notes for. Uh, oh, ones. you pulled it out of the trash. Yeah. Oh, are they soiled? They're well. I tried to soil them, but I kept missing. Oof. Which is weird. You're just not holding back at all, and you're immediately on your thoughts. I of, am of sorry Mozzie. for the people that submitted. Or uh, Damon Garcia. They didn't really, they didn't even know we were gonna do this. No, they didn't. They, Damon actually recommended uh, one or two songs by Mozzie and we were like we don't do songs dude we do whole albums so we took one of those songs that he recommended and he said listen to uh, and we decided to listen to that album Beyond Bulletproof and uh, dude I, got, I gotta say um, I agree with uh, you balling up the, the notes and throwing them away like uh, it, it's it's gonna be a rough one today sorry if y'all are watching yeah let's get into but Beyond Bulletproof Let's get into it, man. One of the things that definitely stood out to me about Mozzie is uh, he's a a good lyricist. Like, he... Legitimate. I would say that is the best part of this entire album. Yeah. Are his lyrics. He... I watched a little mini documentary on this album. Okay. Uh, it just showed him giving out, like, food Turkeys. and clothing and stuff to people. And yeah. he seems like a really cool guy. He seems legit. You right. Know? Uh, and so I feel kind of bad for not really giving a shit about this album. Yeah, that's it's interesting, man. It's it's weird to recognize that there are a lot of good things happening on this record, and at the same time, I don't enjoy it. Uh, it's weird. Like he, I would definitely say like Mozzie is a great lyricist. Like we've been saying that he, it's cool. Like street conscious street lyricism. It's kind of positive leans towards the positive but also it's really realist realistic 
about you know yeah. living in, in a impoverished area, but also it doesn't really romanticize the roughness that he sees all the time, which I think a lot of rappers do is they kind of romanticize like the gangster lifestyle and Mozzie doesn't do that in his lyrics. Like he, there's very few times where he's like, he literally has a song called body count, which I understand what he's getting at there. Um, but it's yeah. none of it feels like he's celebrating the dark, horrible shit that happens in these neighborhoods. You know, like he sees it every day. He's calling it out. He's very real. He's very real about all of it. Um, He's calling attention to it because he thinks we should be talking about it. And I like the lyrics, but they also, I think the issue with me is that it started feeling like he was talking about the same shit over and over and over again on every single song. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It became so same, same. And if we're, I mean, if we're talking same, same, it, it is, it's crazy. You've seen this guy's discography. Yeah. You've seen how much stuff this guy's been involved in, not just stuff on Spotify just like mixtapes and features and just stuff he's been involved in and it's just crazy to me how like cookie cutter these are the most basic beats I've heard yeah in so long everyone said every single song sounds like a copyright free rap beat that you would get oh shit oh man that's that's and it's like I don't like saying that but that's just that's rough I get it I, f- I get it I feel like you don't have to innovate in order to have good music or to have respect in the music community. Right. But like, wow. It's like yeah. really nothing to get from 90% of the music. Yeah. Industry. I would call the genre of these types of beats, California trap. Beats, yeah. Right. It has some, Cali- it has a lot of California vibes, a lot of like piano being used, a lot of synthesizers being used, but all that trap beat that, you know, like that type of very uh, fast-paced snare, an empty fucking empty snare, empty hi hat, and then like yeah. a broken speaker, you know, kick yeah. drum. Uh, I like I like most of the beats on the record, but also felt extremely sane. Same, like by the time it got to uh, bulletproof fly, I think is how bulletproofly. It's, bulletproofly, uh, they started feeling they started sounding exactly the same. And then once, and that's song number five. And there's like it's 17 tracks. Thir- okay, there's a lot of fucking songs in this. So by song number five, I was like, uh-oh, all of these are starting to sound the same. And it started getting really fucking boring. So I'll say that my favorite songs on the album uh, are probably the ones with the most unique beats on the record. Because so many of the yeah. songs are just the exact same fucking thing over and over again. The, um, the, the honorable mentions in Choice Nugs uh kind of just had those slightly different beats maybe not even different just like ones that just I was like enough, oh, yeah this is yeah good. It, there was some element in it that you could it it stood out to you right like i think that's Though that's definitely part does, of it Mossy does he seems like he has a natural kind of chorus hook yes. talent ability like he does have a lot of catchy songs and a lot of catchy choruses and stuff which he in my opinion the choruses repeat way too many times because these songs are all really long too for rap songs in my opinion um and i gotta say man again i respect mozzie for his lyricism and his wordplay and everything i think he's amazing honestly at that but there's something about his voice you don't like his voice yeah i I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure why I don't like his delivery, 
and his voice, like, it's so hard to explain. I can't qualify why. I just don't like, I don't like how pretty much all his vocals are doubled is part of it. Um, sure. Because he's not doing anything different with that doubled vocal, that second vocal. He's doing the exact same delivery. It's just like the exact same thing just put over itself. And it kind of doesn't add anything to it. It didn't add any depth to it at all. He has the same delivery on every single song. I'm, like, But it's it's hard to put exactly in words what I don't like about his voice in particular. I just don't. I, and it, you know, you know I and for so a long album. A personal thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. Like, you know, I'm sure there's so many people that don't like Eminem because of his voice or, you know, like uh, B.I.G. Fucking MF Doom, man. Like, sure. I've, yeah. I completely discounted MF Doom the first five times I heard him because of his voice. You know, <laughs> so it's not to say that Mozzie won't grow on me, but I definitely would need to hear something different from him for for me to be for, for my ear to perk up which he did release a new album recently so I, maybe i need to check it and, out i mean who knows like his 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 discography of music is so extended maybe he's already done the like he crazy dude, experimental stuff it'd be impossible to go through the entire thing. the amount of lyrics that he writes for each song is insane yeah and then that's another yeah, and, and so you're thinking a you know a 32 bar verse or, or whatever is a lot of words he's writing for that, and then he has would you say 13 songs on this album? So he's uh, 13, yeah. Yeah, he's doing that 13 times, and then he also has like countless uh, fucking mixtapes. It's yeah. it's insane it's how much this guy writes. Kind of crazy. It's fucking insane. So again, um, respect, shout out to Mozzie for just the amount of fucking stuff that you have in you to write it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy uh Uh, let's talk about some choices yeah man uh i had a couple of uh songs that i liked on this album that didn't end up being my favorites like unethical and deceitful i thought it was a cool opening track uh kind of set you up for the whole album right like a pretty decent cool trappy beat conscious lyrics uh and i would say my other honorable mention was maybe I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like you're deciding it right now. I am. I'm kind of reading through my notes a little bit. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't think I had another honorable mention, to be honest. I didn't write it down. So I would say my first choice, Nug, my first song on the record as we were listening to it that really stood out to me was Body Count. Yep, that one's got a very catchy hook. Why Super you catchy. about the Body Count? Yeah. No. Which is repeated way too many times, but I give him a pass yeah. on it because I love the beat. It's my favorite beat on the record, as well. Uh, I the simple piano line, the except the like weird quick bass beat, the like really quick kick. I love yeah. the you know I love the broken speaker sound. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I'd never heard King Vaughn before this track. R.I.P. to King Vaughn, and he was pretty oh, fucking shit. good on this record, man. I think I yeah. like his verse the best on the whole record. I think I like King Von's verse better than any of Mozzie's verse on the whole record. And G Herbo was barely on there. Uh, and I, I hated G Herbo's verse, which is tells you how much, like I kind of didn't like the rest of these songs is G Herbo had one of my least favorite verses on the record. And it still ended up being one of my favorite songs. (laughs) I hate that fucking offbeat rapping. I, I, I can't stand it. Uh, let, I'll give you some insight into my, some of my, uh, choice nugs. Give me some insight. Uh, honorable mention. I ain't perfect. I kind of liked the chorus. Yeah. Uh, I like the feature. 
a lot was probably my favorite part. Which, how do you pronounce that dude's name? I mean, it's probably Blast, right? Blast, maybe? Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fucking... Off, I'm not a Gen Wire. Off the Muscle, I think, was probably the best beat on the record. Off the Muscle. Um, I said, yeah, it was probably the most intricate beat, right? Like, the most layered beat on the record. Yeah. But it sounds a little outdated. It sounded like an early 2000s rap beat, like, with all the those reverse symbols that they kept doing and like that bur- yeah, that really a yeah a lot of those that really burpy synth um and the the, <laughs> the females vocal sample all felt like very early 2000s hip-hop uh but my first nug is gonna be bulletproofly the fifth track i think it was the probably the, the catchiest one it's the one i think of if i ever think of this album which isn't very often uh but just I thought it was very personal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like that little kind of reverby delay guitar. It's like a good enough beat. Yeah, I, it's good <laughs> enough. I mean, that's it's hard for me to say a lot of good things about Bulletproofly because it is the song that made me start feeling like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I mean, it, if it's hard in the context of any album just because you get so fatigued so quickly and you lose attention you lose focus it's not true you said of any album of this album of this album yes yeah yeah it's a it's, it's really hard to keep focus but it is it is um man i noticed that the other day too like how delivery and cadence is so important to me in keeping my attention i didn't notice it until i was so I'm doing this ganjier shit i told you about that right I don't think so. You know a sommelier? Sommelier? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm doing... I, I'm going hard on my Gangier shit because I have the time to do it right now. Yeah. I know, I know. I prefer sensimilier, but that's that's a topic for another day. <laughs> but I've been doing this Gangier stuff, and uh, man, it's all so fucking interesting. It's all cannabis education, right? But like, I watched maybe six or seven lessons in a row. I was super, super into it. Then it got to one guy, and this, the... Concept the the topics were super interesting. The first one was all about terpenes, and teaching you everything about different terpenes and what they do, um, and how the combination of these terpenes, like the different effects that they give you, super cool, super next level. Like it's the future of cannabis for sure. And then the next one was like, what is a strain? So it's like, whoa, like the common the the just the concept of like, what is a strain of cannabis? Like how can you when you say a strain name like Blue Dream, like what does that even mean? Yeah. So that was a cool kind of like breakdown into the science of it and everything. So but, I was like, but the speaker was, he paused after like every two, three words and he kind of stuttered, stuttered a little bit. Oh man. And I didn't realize that dude, it took five seconds, maybe eight at a time that I was losing, he was losing my attention. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> and I probably lost everyone's attention. <laughs> just telling that fucking story but uh, my second choice nug on Beyond Bulletproof was the homies wanna know the homies wanna know I think it was some of the most personal lyrics to Mosey or Mozzie on the album it wasn't just like hyperbole or just talking about life and things happening around him like he was talking about his like personal shit and his upbringing and I give him credit for doing that I always give credit for artists that are willing to be that vulnerable and that open about stuff like where we've talked about like god damn like that fucking uh, 
that uh, steer mag, uh, sle- uh, sheer mag song where it's like she's talking about her dad and saying <laughs> it's, cra- it's like it's crazy sometimes like how how personal people will get. But uh, I really liked I really like that about the homies want to know. Uh, I thought it's really it's always really impressive to me when someone's telling a full on story and fucking rhyming and doing it really really well at the same time. It's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mozzie does that well. Yeah, M- Mozzie does that well. So I, I uh, yeah, the homies want to know is my second one. Uh, well, not too far from that one, big homie from, uh, big homie from the hood. Yeah, is my second choice. Nug. It's okay. the last song on the album. I thought it sounded uh, like a Brandy beat. <laughs> yeah. You were listening to Brandy a little back bit. in the day. Yeah. Um, it 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 was just like a good, smooth, bittersweet feeling kind of beat yeah um and kind of like the slow track it was the ballad it was a typical closing track for a record yeah right yeah and so like maybe i was just excited that i got to the end of the album (laughs) well dude what would you rate what would you rate beyond bulletproof um man i like again i hate to be so critical of this guy because he seems like he's doing real good work yeah. Um, and he just recently really is in jail now. He's having some legal trouble now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he seems really respected in his community. Uh, he has a huge discography. But I'm gonna give this one like, I'm I'm never gonna listen to it again. Mm. I'm gonna give it like a four. Ooh. Okay. And that's that. I mean, yeah, well, because the production is good, the music is good, like, it's nothing bad, but it's so cut and paste and so similar, and there's nothing for there, there's nothing for me to, like, grasp onto. Right. I get it. I get it. I'm with you, dude. Um, I'm going to give it lower than a four. Oh, shit. Uh, There really wasn't a lot for me to take away from this, besides Mozzie, here's the thing, dude. Amazing, you're an amazing lyricist, but uh, I'm sorry, I just don't like your delivery, your voice, and I hate the beats that you pick. Like, Fuck. it's I'm sorry, it's just it yeah. is what it is. Uh, so it's just not my style. Um, I'm sure he won't be crying too much about our. He's never, anyway. he's never gonna hear this anyway, so I'm not <laughs> that fucking worried about it. But I'm gonna give it like, man, to be honest, I'm sorry, Damon. Sorry to do you like this, man, but I'm gonna give it like a two point. Six. Fuck. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, yeah. I, there were the, those two songs I liked, and even then I didn't. I only really liked Body Count a lot. Like the homies want to know was a breach for me. I just had to find a second one. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh. Let's switch <laughs> gears. That. Let's switch let's gears. Switch gears. Thank you, Damon Garcia, for that recommendation. Guys, keep them coming. We. Don't hate everyone's if you records. Want to hear your favorite music get trashed. No, well, that's the thing is we've we've done one of these episodes already. We listened to Nas uh, King's Disease and we listened to Sleigh Bell's Jessica Rabbit and we liked both of those. So it's not it's we're not trying to shit on y'all's style, but uh, we're just giving our honest opinions, man. So with this next record, that's a great introduction for the next album that we're going to talk about because I have a feeling I know how you feel about this album. Uh, it was bought to us by Ross or Rass. Uh, thank you for yeah, the recommendation. It is Gods and Gold by Aesthetic Perfection. Into the Black. It's Into the Black by Aesthetic Perfection. <laughs> I was confused because Gods and Gold is the song that Ross wanted us, wanted us to listen to. And again, guys, if you're going to recommend something for us, recommend an album. 
okay not a song because that's what happened with this one uh we looked it up and we saw that it was just one song on an album and we i said fuck it let's listen to the whole thing so I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we just listen to one song on the podcast no it wouldn't but and i guess maybe that'd be easier on us to just take songs that people recommend and listen and just talk about those songs maybe if we feel this way about the records we could we could do that next time yeah we'll just talk about the song uh Um, but with that said man aesthetic perfection into the black what the fuck is this record red man um is this dubstep metal i found a description on the wikipedia um agrotech agrotech yeah that that description made a lot of sense it does it does there's not a lot of information about this band and next to no information about this record other than it's their sixth album so yeah it's it tip of the cap like, to use for it six seems records like it's mainly mainly like one person yeah that's kind of fueling this tank and writing all the songs and doing everything yeah. which is i mean that's um, amazing enough as it is yeah, if it's I just mean, one guy I, you know i don't think he's doing all the instruments or anything like that but just like one person behind any project or production is always it, it demands a little bit respect but yeah. fuck man holy shit do i hate this guy <laughs> oh wow see it here's the like, thing i enjoyed this way more than mozzie i way way more i mean it is really unique music to say the least right ah uh, what else have you heard that sounds like this name one other band you've heard that sounds like this I don't know, man. Exactly. If I if I knew that band, I wouldn't fucking listen to them. <laughs> you know. Well, apparently this is for fans of Grendel, and Suicide Commando, and God Module, and Reaper. I mean, a whole bunch of bands that I've also never heard of before. But the, I would describe this music dubstep metal is pretty much like a breakdown. But I would say it to put it in like comparing it to other bands. This is like if Skrillex fucked Ramstein. And Prodigy. It's not, even, it's not even that cool. And Prodigy, it's right? I'm naming way cooler shit than that, but I'm saying, like, these... It's industrial metal mixed with um, dubstep and mixed with pop music. So it's a really weird mix of stuff. Like, it's... it's uh, Some parts were very strange, but some parts were, like, a Ramstein song, and then some parts sounded like Lady Gaga... It could have been a Lady Gaga backing track. You know? Yeah, it's... Uh, this guy isn't afraid to venture into other vibes, other moods, right. maybe even other genres of music. He could have sold Wickedness to Lady Gaga, and it probably would have been huge if she had written that fucking song. <laughs> if she had released That's that. That's true. Right? You know, and like, I, I don't think Prodigy is unfair. I don't think... I mean, Skrillex. it's mostly just like EDM. Like the way I picture it is, is it's just like an EDM DJ on stage, and some fucking dude comes on and just starts doing screamo. Just starts screaming. I gotta say though, uh, Daniel Graves is—I liked his voice a lot. I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. I fucking hate his. Voice. Oh, you don't like it, dude? You're not at least impressed with what he can do. No. The, his screaming, I don't know. and he's a—he's a beyond decent singer. I would say he's actually a pretty fucking good singer. Like he can scream really well. He can get loud. He can get aggressive. But then he can get really poppy and really pretty. Like it's he to be able to do both and in my opinion do them well. Come on. Come I on. I uh, give him give him his fucking rose, man. 
He has a, you gotta say so... at least he has a good voice. Yeah, he has a good voice, but if a good voice sings shit music in a shitty way, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how much talent someone has. If, I don't know, like... If, if everything that's around criticism... it, the whole package of it all, it's like, you can't at least admit that the guy's a good voice, though. He has a good voice, but okay. so what? You know, you could be yeah. Eddie Van Halen write some shitty music. It doesn't matter. That sure. part doesn't. That doesn't matter to me. Sure. You know. Sure. And if so, it was the music at, that you hated a lot. Um, it was the music. It was his voice got grating to me after a while, especially I like just the screamo voice, his airy high kind of screamo voice that he does got on my nerves yeah and i can see that i i know i'm being extremely unfair with this guy and this music yeah um you are <laughs> but it is exactly the music that i'm just not into at all i feel like it's really good gaming music um but it's also i feel like people listen to this while they like pretend to drink blood and act like euro goth vampires too yeah, it feels very gothic. That's the part that grates me. It, yeah, because after after the first couple songs, it does calm down a lot more. Yeah, it gets way know? more poppy than I expected. It it took a yeah. it took a turn like because those first few songs are loud and aggressive and he's screaming. It's I didn't expect to hear that that uh, level of dynamic throughout the album. I, would I was say, like, this is it. It's gonna be a wall of sound for forty minutes. You know? No, I'd say most of the album, like eighty five percent of the album, is kind of. Honestly, more maybe more singer songwriter electronic music than like yeah. dubstep or hardcore. Or yeah, anything like I agree. That. Honestly, I think if this, if all this music was played on standard instruments like guitar, bass, drums, and a synthesizer and packaged in a different way, I honestly think it'd be a lot more popular because it's most of the songs are really catchy, and they could be played on like on an alternative rock station, and I wouldn't bat an eye if it was played with like guitar and bass rather than all these really loud electronic instruments, you know? Sure, but you know what? It looks like this guy's gotten a good, loyal, almost cult following. Them. Yeah, they seem you like, know? they must be huge in Europe, right? It just seems, it feels so European. <laughs> sure. It feels yeah. so European. And, but like, I, I love the production a lot, though. I thought, like, with how much was going on, with how loud the music was, and how, like, grating it could be, just kind of reminded me of Sleigh Bells in the in the way that it's, it was produced where like everything was very clear and it wasn't like it didn't bother me to listen to it all to the point where I liked the production so much I actually enjoyed a lot of the songs like I think uh, a lot of it was like really loud ultra loud synthesizers right and like exaggerated kick drums and exaggerated percussion and everything and I, I think it was uh, I don't know man It's I think because like I listened to it after Jessica Rabbit by Sleigh Bells and I was just like alright man fuck it I'm gonna listen to Aesthetic Perfection and it was kind of just like a slight veer to the left you know? I mean I feel like I feel like if you started from track 4 on you would have an entirely different you would of the album. yeah it would be a pop record essentially like just an electro pop album um, and so I think yeah, all the stuff you said, uh, Sleigh Bells, could very well be... Uh, well, it's mostly like the percussion from Sleigh Bells, I guess. Yeah, exactly. The main aspect that they take. Yes. And that kind of hard, very beefy, 
very pounding production at times. Yeah, like on, I mean, there was, it was pretty much across the board, but even songs like If I Die, like it had more of all the synth stuff that you had already heard really loud in your face synths, which I wasn't like complaining about. But If I Die almost had like a pop punk melody in the chorus. Like, and, and then they right. all of a sudden they go back to industrial metal, which is again like, I'm like, this is like Sleigh Bells. You know, it's just like a different, it's a different version of Sleigh Bells. Like, Supernatural, I thought was really cool. All the vocoder stuff they were doing, like Gauze and Gold, I thought was a great opener. It was like weirdly radio yeah. friendly, and he kind of like raps during Gauze and Gold, which is kind of weird. And then there's like really <laughs> poppy parts, and then it sounds kind of cheesy, but then it gets like really loud and aggressive and Ramsteiny, and there like there was a lot for me to like on this album. Like it, it was not at all what I expected because I'd heard Gauze and Gold, and I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to listen to the whole record of this, right? You know, because as much as like it. I liked it decent enough. Uh, yeah, I was like worried, and then the album like really, really surprised me. I would say that my biggest complaints are that you basically hear in the first minute of every song, you're gonna hear everything that you're gonna hear for the next three, four, five minutes. Yeah, like he doesn't really take the songs anywhere once they've gone through the verse and the chorus and the interludes or whatever. You're just like, all right, now cut and paste, basically. Yeah. Um, right. You know, it's but. The songs don't really go anywhere, but that, that's kind of, like, what you need to expect with this type of music. Like, when you hear this type of stuff, it's like, I don't really, ex- I didn't really expect it to go anywhere. Uh, so I can I appreciate mean, it for what it is. It's all, like, very straightforward songs, song structures, you know? That's, yeah, that's the thing with electronic music. And right. Just, like, club music in general is that it's usually very repetitive just because it's trying to get you in this space and almost trying to, like, Trance, drone dude. you out. And yeah. Yeah, you know, and I th- just get you in the mood. I think that's and, my appreciation for songs that don't really go anywhere. Sometimes, like I like the songs that are just kind of like they play one chord for three minutes, you know, because I'm just like, man, there's just something like, yeah, like you said psychedelic about it, like something that just kind of tr- puts me in a trance. Yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah, very trancey. Dude, and like super catchy choruses uh, uh, on the whole fucking album, like No Boys Allowed, super catchy, super dancey, echoes. Yeah. Uh, you know the St. Peter YOLO like all of it like uh, there was just so many songs that got stuck in my head after I listened to this album that uh, surprised at how much I liked it man I'm I'm surprised at how much you hate it I'm I'm really glad that you like it I didn't expect you to like it but I definitely certainly didn't expect you to dislike it this much yeah that's surprising again it's all unfair it's almost so personal that I wonder if it's just a problem that I'm dealing with <laughs> that like I'm so angry at this guy who's done nothing to me but uh-huh. it's it's always a hard sell if you give me an artist and my biggest mistake was watching a music video by them oh I haven't seen any of those I just like I hate this Aesthetic. vibe and just this like sexy evil gore but poppy man uh-huh. he's got the face paint he's got the look yeah you know yeah like that stuff is a really hard sell for me so much so it's kind of a big reason why there's a lot of metal bands i haven't gotten into they're just like so theatrical and just like okay like i don't need the whole makeup you know which is which is something that i wish i didn't deal with because those bands make do make good stuff and it's not like i'm against theatrics it's not like i'm against dressing in a certain way for the music but it to me the only vibe i got from this dude is like oh look at how crazy and weird and sexy i am and right it's like i don't there's a lot of dominatrix vibes a lot of lace and yeah. leather vibes 
A lot of so, Davey Havoc vibes. <laughs> let's let's get to choices. Choice yeah, choice. man. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, my the songs that I enjoyed that weren't my favorite, uh, my honorable mentions were Gods and Gold, um, Supernatural, If I Die, and Morning Doves. I liked all those a lot, um, okay. honestly. So my first honorable mention, or my first uh, choice nug, is Wickedness. Uh, wickedness is also one of my choice notes. I love that deep house vibe, man. It's so much dancier and almost like heavy pop. Like that's seriously, I thought if Lady Gaga was singing the song, it's it would blow yeah. the fuck up. And it, it just seems it's a very danceable groove. It kind of great reminiscences of Daft Punk a little bit. Yes, with with the like melodies that come in. Um, and I would love to hear this like in a club. You know, with really, really good speakers, it was just like, boom, 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 like just that, ah, that driving. Dan- yeah. It'd be so, yeah. it'd be so like an eargasm. That was the main reason I chose this as one of my choices because I just imagined myself in a club just like dancing to it. Yep. You know, and it's kind of the same way with uh, No Boys Allowed. It kind of has that same super dancey drive, like four on the floor, yeah, dancey club, strobe lights, all that. Same with Supernatural straight 4-4 fa- four, four beat you know like really dancey stuff um, yeah but yeah wickedness like so what, what is uh, how, how are you in the club are we talking shirt off shirt just fully unbuttoned um, I mean it's half a shirt it's a crop top the top half or the bottom half <laughs> you're gonna have to find me to figure it out <laughs> I think you're gonna stand out no matter which one it is <laughs> I do mesh I'm a mesh guy yeah, you're meshy. When I put on aesthetic perfection, I just went through and I fucking macrameed a, a fucking uh, mesh shirt for myself. <laughs> well, uh, that I'm gonna have that picture in my head for the next. You're welcome. Week and the next time I uh, get busy with my hands. <laughs> um, but until that happens, I'm gonna keep your hands my... busy, bud. An idle hands are a devil's plaything. Okay. And hey. that ain't too bad sometimes, you know what I'm fucking saying. Hey, you gotta you gotta let let the devil play every now and then. He'll get <laughs> he'll get restless. Uh my second choice nug is Gods and Gold. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is like Great song, dude. I would say this is the most deserving of agrotech. Yeah. Of like dubstep metal screamo. I think it's the one of the only songs that actually uses the screamo in a way that i feel is justified it works really well right yeah because like he uses it a lot on this album and it's kind of in the same way that um sheer mac like you said before right was kind of using this one voice they found it's a lot better on this album than that one he does have this soft calm voice he does have this sing-song voice yeah but he would he just throws this screamo voice out at random you know yeah and it's kind of like why is that even there this is like i don't know i don't like, know because you have those really poppy parts in in gods and gold and it, honestly if anyone else was doing those poppy parts and singing it the way he was singing it it would be so much cheesier but it's just like such a nice flip side to how aggressive and i, I think the, one of the guitarists of ramstein is like plays guitar on this song oh wow so like it has yeah, that ramstein you yeah, know industrial it's feel kind of a, it's like a breather from when that right. music does come in and got that drive. Yeah. Like very evil, very moody um, sounding song. And this is, I believe their opener, 
which makes sense. Oh, that it's that'd be a killer opener. Yeah, man, that's a that's a good that's a good uh, choice snug, man. It was definitely one of my one of my favorites on the album. Do you have any other honorable mentions? Did we already talk about those? Nah. Okay. Well, my no honorable mentions. My second uh, choice snug is Echoes. I loved that song. Echoes. So chill, like so chill that I like. I normally wouldn't like it. And it's almost yeah. like too chill for the record for like how crazy and loud the whole, the whole album the whole album was up until that point, but I liked it because the chorus really got me. It was super catchy. Like I love all the woes, in the chorus. It made it super <laughs> catchy. It just kind right. of like blended into the record until that bridge too, that like it just it makes you think that the song is about to explode and then it just goes right back to the dancey thing, and then it goes into like uh, and then it gets aggressive and it's like no they don't he doesn't take it's- you there very much teasing you the whole song it's a yeah and it's it makes you like it made me want it so bad and then he didn't give it to you and it just like he gave he goes like right back into that super dancey chorus that i just like i had to respect that i was like you motherfucker like you're not gonna do it are you (laughs) like he he fucked with my expectations which is always a plus like with movies and tv and books and everything like one i you know we listen to so much music too that you can predict where melodies are gonna go Sometimes you know, even if it's a song you're hearing for the first time, like you're like, oh, and you're like, ah, you know, like you're just like, yeah, that's what most people would do right there, you know, like yeah. you, I can kind of predict where a riff is gonna go or something like that or a solo, just because we've listened to so much music. That surprised me. That caught me off guard, and I was just like, you, you motherfucker, it's like hey, yeah, you, you know motherfucker, what? you, you got hats me. Hats off to you. Yeah, hats off uh, to yous. To yous. So what was uh, what's your second favorite song, man? Second choice, um, Nug. It was Wickedness. I shared that with you. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Gods and Gold was your second one. Yeah, it was Gods and Gold and there you Wickedness. Go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, cool, man. So what would you rate this album? Zero to ten, decimals allowed, Olympic which, rules count. Which one is the worst one? Zero or ten? Zero this time. Okay. All right, yeah. so it's going to be closer we, to We that flipped one. it. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Ras Ross. It was already. I'm. I feel so bad because I. It, from a cursory glance, it seems like she's like, it, it very much into this band and kind of involved in the community. Yeah, it um, seems so. Seems it, so yeah. I feel bad shitting on it, but this album and just kind of hits all the sour spots for me, and it's not even. I don't. I, I don't think that it's objectively bad music the production is good um the lyrics are bland and whatever to me Hmm. uh kind of copy and paste from just like lyrics of any other song yeah lyrics are not great that's for sure we didn't mention that part uh but there are there are some good musical moments and i know what this artist is doing and they seem to be doing it very well they've amassed a good loyal following even if maybe not the biggest one yeah. Um, Any brownie points for uh, catching you off guard? Nothing about this album caught me off guard. Okay. Uh, it's exactly what I kind of expected it would be. From the album cover, I kind of <laughs> feel like I already listened to this album. Right. Um, and so it's very personal take. This one is very personal. Spicy. I hardly ever feel like this, but man, this one... <sighs> Even if he is a good vocalist, I don't bad. like it's it's gonna, gonna be, be it's a, gonna be a two for me. Oh, I thought you were gonna go lower, man. I was like no, starting to like, tense it, up. I, I recognize there's good shit and it's very personal. 
Yeah. And I just like, I fucking watched a music video and watched live shows, and I was like, I just want to fucking. I'm not gonna say what I want to do to this guy. Okay. okay. Oh wow, wow, wow. Well, well. Yeah. Well, all right. Two point I want to hate fuck him. Whoa! <laughs> you you said it. No, you, just you went ahead just and said the it. Fucking not really the fuck part. I'm sorry. You just want to hate him. I just want to. You want to hate finger him. I want to hate finger him. Thank you. <laughs> you want to hate rim him. That's fine. I get it. I get it. I feel it. like his. Never mind. Yeah, let's move what, on. What's uh, your favorite rating for this? Album? My favorite rating for this album is going to be my rating, and uh, I this completely caught me off guard. I in a very very good way. It surprised me many times over while I was listening to it. Um, I haven't gone back to it since I've listened to it. You know, the the first couple times, but then it, it's not like I. Uh, that's not for any reason. It's because I'm fucking listening to new shit like every single day. So I just don't go back to a lot of records, to be honest now. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it, man. I liked the production a lot. I love all the the instruments and the synthesizers and the percussion that he used. Uh, I thought it was super, super catchy. I was impressed with Daniel Graves as a vocalist and just as a composer and songwriter or whatever. Like, all of this just... I was just surprised at how much I liked it. So um, I'm giving it like a 7.6. Fuck off. Dude, come on. No, I'm, dude, I'm just as surprised, if not more, than you are. Like, honestly. Like, I wow. didn't think I was going to like it that much. And I didn't think I was going to be this impressed with it. Like, literally, as I was sitting down taking notes and listening to it at first, I was just like, Gods and Gold was playing. And I'm like, you know, that, that was fine. That was pretty good. And then as it kept going, I was just like, dude, am I really liking it this much? Like, am I really liking this music? <laughs> it is so not my style. It's so not what I would normally gravitate to. So... That was a nice surprise. Thank you, Ras Ross, Race. How you got do you one pronounce person it? on your side. You got one. You got one guy on your team. I'm in your corner over here. And one here. person vehemently against you. <laughs> yes, uh, but buddies, what did you guys think of either of these albums? Um, what, uh, what was Beyond Bulletproof and uh, Into the Black? Like, let us know what you guys thought. We Which would... one of us throughout this episode made you more angry and like you right. wanted to punch kind of more in the face? We both had very strong opinions on each of these records. This, but it was fun, man. Like, uh, there's it doesn't happen often, but when we completely disagree on something, like I enjoy the fucking the 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 volley, the, the volley. I enjoy the discourse of it all. <laughs> Guys, keep recommending albums to us. Um, we would love to uh, listen to more listener submissions. We have a few more on the list already, actually. So we're going to be coming out with more of these in the future. But keep bringing them in. Uh, find us on Instagram at EVPcast. Find us, uh, find me on there at uh, Jean Guitard. You, uh, um, look, search for us on YouTube if you're listening to us right now. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Follow, like, give us all that shit. Comment on our stuff. It helps us out. And uh, we want to keep doing this and, like, reaching more people and, and getting more recommendations because there's nothing more that I love than having music recommended to me and me recommending music to people. Like, that's one of my two favorite things in the world. Uh, Brett, what would you rate this episode? You know what? I'm going to rate this episode a fucking... Let me check my notes. Okay. Real okay. quick. Sorry. I'll give you. I'll give you your time. Yeah, if you could just like not pressure me. No, you no, know, no. And, like not. Dude, I'm chilling. Like you are. I'm not. I'm chilling. I was barely paying. Oh, are attention you chilling? Mm-hmm, I'm chilling. Are you just just fucking? I'm chill. I'm chill. 
Dude, chill. we don't even gotta like end this episode. We could just fucking chill if you want. Don't threaten me with a good time, but I'll I'll fucking I'll chill you under the table. I'll 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 chill you fucking out the wazoo. You know what? I'm gonna give this episode a ten out of ten. Damn. I, I sat back in my seat and I realized I got a new chair and it feels real nice. I was wondering. It looked it looked new to me and. That's a good. That's a good look for you for the whole episode, man. You should be that chill the whole time. I think I ought to just stay down there here. There you go. See, angle the camera down so you don't. You, you get a good angle. We can learn. We can learn a thing. It's there. We go. Look at that. Look at my big boy. You gotta get the full package. Look at my big boy. That's that's two thirty. That's two thirty of raw juice. It's a fucking <laughs> weird angle. I don't like that at all. Well, you have to get used to it, dude, because the people want it. I'm going to rate this episode uh, pretty good. Pretty good? That's pretty good out of 10. All right. Yeah. Great. All right. <laughs> uh, bye, Brett. Bye, Lucas. Pray for my thumb. Okay, pray for your thumbs. <laughs>